Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome everybody. I am Zach Williams alongside my co-host Beth Popnikoloff, and we have a really exciting show planned for you today. We're going to be talking about the first three steps to launch digital marketing for your building materials products. We oftentimes dive really deep into different facets of digital marketing, but today's podcast is specifically focused on how to get off the ground. So if you have not launched your digital marketing or you're thinking about how can you ramp up, this podcast is going to be really, really valuable for you. So if you're just getting started with your digital marketing, your first step is going to be identifying your audience. This is really an important step because you don't just want to start, you know, you could set up a Facebook account in a matter of seconds and start blasting content, but you want to be thoughtful. You want everything that you do to have a purpose and a reason. You want to constantly be asking, why am I doing this? What outcomes am I expecting to get? So you want to identify your audience and really understand them. What are their pain points and how can your story or the message that you're giving them either through your website, through content that you're creating, through your social media presence, how are you connecting with them? What are you going to tell them and what are you going to do that's going to really resonate? That's really important, Beth. I think you hit on a couple of things there that I want to make sure our listeners are, are planning or thinking about, which is... There is, there's really an intersection of three things with your digital marketing. There is your audience, you know, who they are. That's, let's say it's an architect or an interior designer or a contractor, what their pain points are as an audience. And then what is that, what's that story or message that you're trying to tell at the core of your product? Because I think if you're approaching your digital marketing thinking, I've just got to push my product, I've got to push, 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 that's not an effective digital marketing strategy. Your digital marketing strategy really needs to be the intersection between your audience's pain points and the story or the message that the value that your products and your brand can deliver. So your story or your message really, again, needs to overlap with the various pain points of your audiences. Yeah, to that point, Zach, it's important to think about what you're going to be doing to meet those pain points. So for example, if you're targeting interior designers, they really want inspiration So how are you going to inspire them? And you're not going to inspire them by telling them about how long your company has been around and how many products, units you've sold in the last hundred years. You want to inspire them with beautiful imagery. You want to inspire them with beautifully designed spaces, happy customers of other interior designers, other things that they're going to need that they want to find when they are connecting with your brand is going to be things like pricing and availability or lead times. They want to know that if they choose your product, that they're not going to be blowing the budget of their clients and that they're not going to be waiting for four weeks for just one specific product to arrive. They're going to want to know that you're going to help them meet their clients' projects goals and be able to stay well within budget. I think that's a good point, Beth, because if you think about you know, any audience in the channel, there are those, as we talk about like intrinsic, you know, issues that they have at the core of who that audience is. So like you mentioned, interior designers, they care about inspiration. They care about look, they care about feel. And then there's those things that they know that they need that are more project or product related, which are pricing, lead times, 
um, those kinds of things as well. And you could say that for any individual within the channel, any audience, whether it's an architect or a contractor or even homeowner for that matter. So again, for step one, you want to identify your audience and their pain points and then figure out your story or your message as it relates to their pain points. Figure out how you're going to communicate what matters to your audience in a way that actually matters to them. It should be all about them, not about you. Which leads to step two, which is creating and promoting the content that your audience needs. Essentially, what you're saying, Zach, is we're going to answer the audience's pain points. We're going to answer those questions, meet their needs through the content that we create. That's exactly right. I think that most manufacturers, when they think about digital marketing, they go, oh my gosh, okay, I need a, I need a really good looking website. I need to be on social media. I need to be sending emails. It's tactic, 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 tactic. And that's, that's kind of the wrong approach to digital marketing. Your approach to digital marketing should really be, how can I best solve the problems of my audience now that you've established that in step one? And then how can I help get the answers to the questions they have in the most effective way, which is why creating content and promoting it is the most important thing. When we talk about content, we say about the content you need to create. We're talking about everything from the images you create, the blogs you write, the videos you produce, and information your audience is looking for. When we say the information that your audience is looking for, what we mean is not just delivering them tech specs, downloadables, white papers, not just things that are, those are for bottom of the funnel customers who are already very well versed in your product category and are really on the verge of a purchase decision. What we're talking about is a little bit further up in the funnel where you're going to be creating how-to content, inspirational content, comparison content, comparing your product category with um, competing materials in the same product category, creating checklists, guides, things like that that are just going to get your audience really engaged, speak directly to their pain points, and offer a ton of value that's building relationship between your brand and your potential customers. That, that's a great point because I think at the core of digital marketing, the purpose of it is a value exchange. You're trying to create a lot of value so that your audience is going to take notice and, and listen to you. We talk about this a lot on other podcasts we've recorded, but your audience has so many messages being served to them every day that in order for you to rise above and, and for them to take notice, you've got to come at it from a different angle. You've got to come at it from the angle of how can you be that helpful authoritative guide and the process of them solving their daily problems as well as their project problems. So if you are only focusing on yourself, you're not going to get noticed by them. You've got, again, you've got to really figure out what are their problems and then what is the content that you need to produce to help them solve those problems. Digital marketing is meant to deliver that value, but it's also meant to help your set up your sales team. I, I think there's something important to note here, Beth, is that Digital marketing is going to, if, if done correctly, is going to bring leads and it's going to bring sales, but it's really setting up, setting the stage to get those leads and those sales for your sales team or however your sales channel works. But you've got to start with value. You've got to start with solving those problems. Otherwise, you're just going to be in a sea of sameness to your audience. You're going to be like everybody else where you're only focusing on yourself. It's really got to be about value. It's really got to be about what are the problems they have and how can you help them with that? Yeah. And if you've been listening to us for a while, you probably feel like this is the only thing that we talk about because 
it's the core of digital marketing is offering value, answering pain points, giving, 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 and in the same time, building that relationship. But part of the reason we talk about it so often is because it's actually a really difficult concept to execute because it feels wrong. It feels like you're spending a lot of time on something that's not promoting your product. And it can be difficult to work up the chain in your company to explain, this is actually how we're going to help grow leads and sales. We're going to stop talking about ourselves. Like your VP of sales is probably going to freak out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we have a manufacturer we worked with for a couple of years. And I remember one of the first conversations we had with them and they were like, this is, this is crazy. You're saying we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk about ourselves on our own platforms. We shouldn't talk about us on the stuff we own. And we're like, yep, don't do it. Don't do it. And people will take notice. <laughs> Trust us. And, and sure enough, it's worked. It works. And, and like, we don't even have those kind of conversations with them anymore. It's all about creating helpful information, but it is a little bit of a mind shift change. It's definitely a mind shift. And it's about introducing your company and your product at the right time. And essentially you're just warming everyone up. Everyone who comes across your content whether it's on social, on blogs, if you're promoting it um, through paid traffic, which we'll talk about in just a minute, that you're warming those leads up so that when they get to your product, they're actually interested in what they're going to find. And they are trusting your product more than they would be if you just cold blasted out ads or cold blasted out an email about your latest product release. I think you said something there that's really good, Beth, is that the trust component. So if, if you're building all this trust at the top of the funnel, when an individual gets ready to buy and they're further down the buyer journey, when, when it is time for them to actually make that decision, you are much, you're like in a, such a, a greater position than other manufacturers that are in your category or your competitors. Because when you ask for that sale, you've already established that trust. You've already established that relationship and, and they intrinsically trust you a lot more right? Yeah. We've already alluded to this a little bit, but obviously you're creating this content and it's got to go somewhere. What are you going to do with it once it's created? That brings us to step three. Step three is platforms. So when we say platforms, there's a couple different platforms that most manufacturers need. Obviously you need a website. Obviously you need social media, but the other areas that you need to exist is to think about what is your audience doing throughout the day as they're trying to do their job or, or find answers to the questions that they have? So for example, if I'm an architect, I know I'm definitely going to go to a manufacturer's website if I have questions about a specific product. But if I'm doing general research, I might start on Google and do a, a Google search. Or I might jump to social media, let's say Pinterest, and, and do some research there based upon you know, previous pins that I've created. Those are two other areas outside of my website, Google, Google and Pinterest, for example, that I, my audience is spending time on that I've got to exist. So when you're thinking about the platforms you need, think about all the different places that they exist, even other websites like Arc Daily, for example, that your audience spends time on so that you can make sure you have a presence everywhere and that content that you're creating is effectively promoted and distributed across all of the right channels. One thing we get asked a lot about, we want to make sure we talk about it, is where is your audience online? That's the big question. 
it's not as easily solved as that because it does vary from product category to product category. There are a couple of rules of thumb for where each type of audience is. Just to reiterate, everyone is coming to your site. They're coming to your site to look for information if they have specific questions, but that's going to be deeper down in the funnel. But what that does tell you is that you need to have the information and the content on your site to bring them back another time. And just like Zach was saying, Google AdWords can't be overstressed because that means your content, your products are coming up when someone has a specific question. They're looking for a specific question. Boom, there's your content that comes up at the same time. That's going to lead them to the exact answer, and it's going to be on your website from your brand. That's incredibly valuable. So when it comes to social media, for social media, we've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Those are the big five. Each audience, each channel is going to spend their, to spend the majority of their time in slightly different places. Typically, architects and interior designers are in the same locations. They spend the majority of their time on Instagram and Pinterest. The reasons for that would be obvious. It's very, it's very photo and image focused. There's a ton of content on there. That's where major influencers in their space are spending the most of their time. So that's where they're going to expect to find inspiration fellow design pros to see what's happening in their industry. Contractors and builders we found spend a significant amount of time on Twitter and on Facebook. They're going to be more easily reached on Twitter. They're very likely to interact with each other on Twitter, less likely to interact with each other on Facebook, but they are there. I think that's a good point real quickly, Beth, to make is that we oftentimes get asked, well, why should I be on Facebook, for example, or why should I focus on Instagram? Like my audience isn't there. And my response to people is 82% of America or, or, or more is on Facebook. Yeah. You've just got to find them. You've just got to, you got to find a way to get their attention or promote your content to them in a way that they take notice. I think Facebook has 2 billion users or something like that. Yeah. Your audience definitely isn't there. Your audience definitely right, it's not this. among the two billion. <laughs> That's what we say. So if you survey, um, if you survey construction professionals, so builders, GCs, if you survey them, they will tell you that they're not on social media. We've done these surveys for years in a row. But then we run ads on social media and they get great engagement and great results. When we're targeting those professionals, builders right. and contractors, yeah, and GCs, it, it does. They say they're not there, but the they data are. says otherwise. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. So again, the quick checklist for your platforms is your website. This is the number one resource that manufacturers reference when they're looking for products. Then there's Google. That's a platform as well. So ranking well on Google and then also considering actual paid advertising to ensure that you rank for the terms that your audience is searching for when they're specifying a project or they're looking for answers to questions that they might have. And then there's social media. Social media is great because you're capturing the attention of your audience maybe when they're not thinking about a project today but you're, you're building a relationship with them so that when a time is right, you can create leads and generate awareness in a way that actually is valuable to your organization. And then finally, another big platform is email. This is something we talked about in a previous podcast. I encourage you to go listen to it if you haven't, but that is another really, really valuable platform that you need to have a strong presence and effort in. Having a, a cohesive digital marketing plan means that your platforms that you choose, you don't need them on all of them, but if you do them, you need to do them well. 
you need to focus on promoting that content and distributing it in a way that, that your audience cares, takes notice, and takes action. If you're feeling overwhelmed at this point, you're probably not alone. It is a really big undertaking. To take a step back from your company and your day-to-day heads-down work and think about who is my audience, what do they need, and how can I best serve those needs? How can I create the most valuable content for them? And then how can I make sure that they find it? Those are really big questions that you're asking. But if you're asking those questions and taking steps forward in that process, I can also guarantee you that you're quickly going to be ahead of your competition. Because especially in the building materials space, this is just something that people are not doing. However, we're seeing that shift. So if 20, in 2018, if you've been talking about how can we grow leads and sales, what can we do to outperform our competition, digital marketing is it. And this is how you get that conversation started. You start breaking it down and figuring out who do you actually need to target? What do they really need? Not what product can you sell them, but what do they really need? And how can you best supply those answers for them? Awesome. Well, everybody, we, we appreciate you listening to today's podcast. If you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast and subscribe to our weekly newsletter and podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikolov. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.